I'm Cynthia Murphy. And I am Georgia Bowers. And this and is... Hi! We're with the very excited <laughs> Melissa Welliver today. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I, I do. I have, I have tried to warn everybody that ever podcasts with me that I'm absolute chaos. So hi, everyone. Here I am to ruin <laughs> the podcast. Hello. <laughs> and sorry. <laughs> I, keep going now. I keep going to call you Meliva. I keep trying to call you Meliva. I'm do sorry. Melissa. Oh, I like it. Um, Melissa has already sent us her three facts about herself, one of which is not true. So Cynthia is going to read those out for us today. No, I'm not. <laughs> Melissa's going to read them out. Nelva's going to read them out for you today. <laughs> this is great. I love it. I love it already. This is awesome. I've already brought complete chaos to your podcast. I'm really proud of myself. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to read them today. I'm going to read my three facts about myself. So yes, I'm Melissa Welliver, author of the Undying Trilogy. And I have three, well, not three facts, two are facts. And one is a lie. Maybe they are all just facts or all lies. You know, that's for you to decide. Okay, I'll read them out. Right. Number one, drag queens save my life on two separate occasions. Number two, I live next door to ex-MP and author of Erotica, Edwina Curry. Oh, number three, I used to write Werewolf Coronation Street crossover fan fiction under the name Daniel Osborne. Now, I do have an explanation, actually, for all of these. So uh, <laughs> if you want them as extra yeah. information. Tell us at the end when we've uh, revealed which one is true. Which Amazing. One. OK. Yeah. Dan- under the name of Daniel Osborne. Is that is that because of, is that Buffy? Is that because yeah. it was? He was Daniel Osborne, wasn't he? He was, and there's a Daniel Osborne in Corrie. It's Ken's secret son. Oh, mm-hmm. weird. What a weird... Yeah. That um, is a weird fact, but I can see I, that being plausible. I think I know which one is is false. Because... I... I believe the drag queen one, because I think you've already proved chaotic individual that you are. That's probably happened, that you've had to have yeah. your life saved. And did drag you say, queens are excellent Did you say people. it's been saved twice by, by a drag queen? Yeah, yeah, twice. I wonder whether that's the lie. And it's only it, once. Yeah. Or it's three times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, so the second one, I remember you talking about Edwina Curry, but I can't remember if she lives next door or not. So I don't know if that's like a sneaky... I don't know if she just lives nearby and the next door bit is the lie. Mm. Yeah, these are really subtle little sneaky ones, aren't they? I think the fan fiction one is fake. I'm going to say the same. Well, I can reveal. We'll find out later. Oh, tell us at the end because then people have to listen. Oh, I like that even better. (laughs) Okay, yes, people have to listen to the end. Yeah, just listen to how much more I mess up the podcast, everyone. Everyone's so excited. (laughs) How much more I interrupt you guys. Okay, yeah, sorry, let's go. Yes, at the end ready (laughs) right so what are you going to tell us about today i was thinking about what to talk about i'm sure you've had this from everyone but it's it's, there's so many stupid things that you google aren't there and i i was actually i actually did go through my search history from a little look i was like oh when was i drafting that like last year so like on google you can go through and shit like what months that's that's terrifying if anybody doesn't know that that's what you can do so you might want to clear it the thing i decided to talk about is I'm just going to move this to the side. I've got some notes on my computer because as I was saying before we started to uh, Cynthia and Georgia, I find that when you write stuff, I'm not writing a documentary, I'm writing a novel. So I come up with, I find something really interesting that's a real story and then completely go off on one because I find it so fascinating and think, ah, oh, imagine this, but with werewolves or something yeah. and just go off. And then I realize which bit was actually real. I can't, this is my problem with my uh, two truths and a lie. Everyone's thinking now, like, is she even, does she even know? And no, I don't. I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> my brain just goes off and makes stuff. 
stuff up. So I decided to talk about The Undying Tower and how I came up with the immortal people. So for anyone that's not read it, The Undying Tower is about a girl who lives in a society where 5% of people don't age past the age of 25 and the other 95% enslave those people. So immortality is a bad thing. Everyone knows about it, but it's considered sort of evil and demonic and that's essentially the story. So where I actually came up with it was I was looking up sort of ways that you could live forever. So I was thinking about immortality anyway, and I don't even really thought about cryogenic freezing and or maybe downloading yourself into a robot, not to go too much into Ross from Friends and show my age. However, I actually found this thing online called the Immortal Jellyfish. So oh. the Immortal Jellyfish. I was just going to say, I don't think I've ever considered any of those things ever. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's totally normal. Yeah. So, you know, when you're <laughs> considering this, I was like, no. <laughs> no do it. Just you. Just Sorry. you. <laughs> Just me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I think I, I think I started thinking about immortality. Um, I had a friend that passed away from cancer and um, I became really obsessed with looking into various things and it's the sort of thing we used to talk about before she dies and I think that was part of it as well so I definitely started to look at like yeah if you could download your brain into a robot or if you can cryogenically freeze or I think I found some stuff about people cryogenically freezing just their brains uh, mm. which is just mental obviously after they've died unless there's a way to do it when you're alive there's another book but I found this immortal jellyfish so essentially I was looking um, for animals that live for a long time and I was looking at turtles and some species of whale and I found this jellyfish I cannot pronounce the Latin name but if you google immortal jellyfish you can find it and I'm just looking at his uh, little Wikipedia here the immortal jellyfish is a species of small biologically immortal jellyfish found worldwide in temperate tropical waters it is one of the few known cases of animals capable of reverting completely to a sexually immature colonial stage after having reached sexual maturity so essentially it's like a phoenix so it's not necessarily yeah it goes back but it retains they think it's hard to tell it's a jellyfish uh, memory so it can it can Make, it doesn't necessarily live forever as much as it makes itself young again and then gets so it's older like than if you hit the young. menopause you could go back to yeah. like your first period yeah who would choose this any of these things well no <laughs> however but <laughs> having been in medically induced menopause yeah i think i probably would <laughs> oh no we're in <laughs> Of all the things to this is these are the yeah, these are the decisions we have to make when we are uh, writing. But um, <laughs> yeah, so it was very interesting. So I uh, became kind of obsessed with how the cells reproduce, and essentially, it's one of those typical things. They live in quite deep waters, and scientists don't know exactly how they uh, do it. So I was then looking up at what age could my characters potentially. So obviously, this is they go from exactly so essentially sort of a postmenopausal back to sexually immature, so slightly before I guess the jellyfish start their jellyfish periods gross and <laughs> essentially <laughs> I, yeah I was thinking well what age could I do for my characters so I found another piece of research that says something like we start to uh, break down in terms of collagen um, DNA strands starting to shorten that all starts around 25 I know grim apart from if you share obviously then it never starts um, <laughs> and it's just 77 and looks amazing all the time so yeah so that's pretty much where I started looking into it and then it just started this whole world just sprang from that um, but it definitely started with the immortal jellyfish and I always remember it and it's one of those things that yeah like you were saying uh oh no i've never thought about this because i looked into it so vividly i just thought it was like something lots of people maybe knew about and i bring it up and they're like no i don't know what this is melissa why why, why are you telling us about this gross jellyfish uh, so i had never that. heard of it i've heard no. of, um is there like are there lobsters that is it a lobster there's some kind of sea creature and basically if it doesn't get killed it will mm. just carry on so it doesn't die naturally i might be making mm-hmm. this completely up but it won't die naturally but 
it, if something killed it, it would die. So there's, I'm sure it's lobsters, and there's yeah. some that are like hundreds of years old. Oh my gosh, yeah, that would work really well actually in the book. Maybe I should have picked that lobster. See, I should have been talking to Cynthia about this. <laughs> she would have been like, "So there's this lobster." Uh, I may have we've dreamed just made it. it. I yeah. might, it might not be real. <laughs> I don't think anyone's here to actually learn because, you know, disclaimer, I am having to double check the Wikipedia guys because I'm not sure how much of this I made up after reading it. And I'm not, I did not go, I did not go on it, sadly. Well, this is the other thing, isn't it? I suppose, because I wrote this way before lockdown, but thinking about stuff, especially researching during lockdown, this is all just internet research. I did not go like on this amazing trip to wherever this jellyfish resides and go on an amazing diving expedition. This was just online research. So uh, take it with a pinch of salt. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, because most of my research, actually, this is, I thought this was the nicest piece of research to pick because most of my research is usually, I write a lot of dystopian and post apocalyptic. So it's usually, how long could uh, dogs last if there was a oh, nuclear no. apocalypse? Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. no. Like, could I have my person have a dog companion? Would a dog with six legs still be able to walk correctly? <laughs> Somebody on our Instagram, I put mm. up a, a story saying, what's one of the weirdest things you've ever researched? And somebody said, Said, how long could an animal be skinned for and still walk around oh. and be alive? <laughs> I was like, oh my God. <gasps> no. That's such a good one. Oh my gosh. It's but, like a, I went oh. I went to um Chernobyl um on a trip. It wasn't a research, oh, wow. but it did end up feeding into the book. Yeah, ca- cash. Just I went with my dad, Father's Day. <laughs> my poor dad on 62 years old he was at the time i think it was that that's right it's crawling through radioactive waste in the middle of, in the middle of chernobyl and uh yeah we saw it we saw a six-legged dog there a carcass of a six-legged dog what and the yeah and the tour guide was like i've come up to ninth floor i have great surprise for you it would be great surprise worth the walk and we're like walking up all these floors like what is this we get up to the top she's like surprise and i was like this is an ice cream this is a six-legged dog but uh yeah. most of stuff came from that actually for the story <laughs> so like it's not stuff to do with six legged dogs but stuff to do with like radioactive waste and how you can live somewhere after a big wars happen which happens in the book and how things regrow because it was amazing to see how much regrowth had been so actually I guess I guess it's kind of depressing in some ways but then other things I'm like wow stuff can actually keep alive during these things maybe that's why I write it maybe I'm yeah. just weird I don't know anyway <laughs> I always think dystopian's quite hopeful in the end isn't it anything dystopian there's always like a yeah. hope of rebuilding community and stuff so it is yeah, funny got to yeah 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 laugh yeah. a minute no I do try and put some comedy in to be fair I can't help myself but <laughs> I can't imagine you writing something without comedy to be honest <laughs> I have a go bag, a bug out bag, like just in case there's a disaster. My dad used to live in California when he was younger and he grew up in LA. And so he would always, I remember when he went to uni, he sent me with a torch and a little pack of matches and all this stuff. And he said, he called it my earthquake box. And I was like, you know, I'm going to Leeds. <laughs> like I'm not, <laughs> it's not going to be that dramatic, but I think I've just always been really obsessed with like how things might end, which again, yeah, sounds depressing, but also just the thought of, you know, going into a world where you don't have to worry about bills and like yeah. the fact you didn't do your homework. <laughs> And I haven't, I haven't finished any of my edits. Oh, well, never mind. I've, everyone's gone. So everyone's been raptured. So no one's waiting for my edits. Yay, I can do what I want. I was just going to say, when you hear about these people who, did you call it a go bag? Is that yeah. like people would know what that is? You know, when like Louis Theroux goes and interviews these people who are convinced that something, you know, something's going to happen. So they have an underground bunker and all that. And you sort of think, oh, weirdos. And then you have a pandemic and you mm-hmm. think, actually, yeah. anything could happen. And then the idea of having like, 
I know it's it's not the same thing, but the idea of having like a stock of stuff that you can live on and so that you don't have to leave the house and 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 all of that is actually probably quite sensible, quite a sensible idea. I know I wasn't the only one who when this when the whole pandemic started was thinking zombie apocalypse. Yeah. I had to stop watching The Walking Dead because I I would go and walk the dog and I would just, my brain would go into overdrive, like, what if there's a zombie (laughs) in the woods? Because it did, it got really eerie for a while, didn't it? Like, it did start. It was very, um, I remember going out and not seeing aeroplanes and not really Mm. hearing traffic because people were at home and, Mm. and like, it felt like nature took over a little bit more. And while that was nice, it was quite scary. Yeah. And mm. So, Melissa, what is in your go bag? So, in the go bag, um, so I'm saving up. I'd really like to, everyone, they're about 70 to 130 pounds on various websites. Uh, but they, uh, you can get a whole go bag that is completely packed. And that's what I would like to have. Uh, but I can't afford one of those because that's a lot of money for me to spend when like, I've got to like eat and pay rent. Mm. So... Um, <laughs> You've got to live until you need the go bag. Yeah, I know. I need to stay alive to (laughs) the apocalypse so that I can use my go bag. Um, So in the go bag is like a torch, spare batteries, a rechargeable battery pack, um, iodine tablets, um you've got what else have i got in there oh and one of those uh blankets that are made of like tinfoil they're not made of tinfoil i can't remember what they're called now and it's all folded up because if i ever unfold it that's not going back in is it it's like a foldable map (laughs) that's just not happening um a spare phone uh oh yeah i've got loads of stuff in the go bag some matches i don't have any food rations what they what they called um mafs or something which is like uh it's like when it's like a food package that all you have to do is add water that's what i really want from the go bag online like really freeze-dried um yeah astronaut food Mm. astronaut food yeah let's call it that sounds more interesting doesn't it then (laughs) what what sort of phone is it is it like a nokia a nokia 3310 because they are like yeah because they'll never ever run out it's an old phone so i think it's actually just one of my old smartphones um i have an app on my phone where the maps are always downloaded so you don't need signal to use them because sat nav technology in a phone or anything else can be used without internet Mm. so if you have as long as you have the map actually downloaded and at the right render distance comparison to you then you can actually use a digital map on a phone so there's just all sorts so this is just my obsession so first of all i have to look up how the world will end and then i have to prepare for all the ways and then so that i don't go completely insane i make up a story about it and write it down that's my life (laughs) (laughs) and that's how melissa got published (laughs) (laughs) just losing my mind a tiny bit at a time and just just keeping sane enough can you tell us a way that the world is going to end that we might not have thought of that we wouldn't be aware of like we know all the big ones yeah Uh, so i remember when um i talked to my dad about this a lot a lot um, and I always used to say, I think the world, I think we'll get to uh, star death in, a f- in five billion years. And my dad would say, no, I think it'll be gray matter death, which is uh, where everything around us, it's to do with uh, various different um, pressures in the universe. And essentially, we all start to decompose into gray matter very slowly. Um, and it's incredibly painful and horrible. But actually, my favorite at the minute is uh, just Boris Johnson. I don't know how. <laughs> but it, it, he'll have a way. I know he does. A way that won't be in my go bag. And I'm like, oh no! <laughs> Looking in my go bag, waiting to see. Oh God, I, I wasn't prepared for this. 
Yeah, yeah, that's probably mine. Hydron Collider. <laughs> I was worried when they were turning that on. I remember. I was mm-hmm. like, "What? What's the worst that can happen?" And my dad would say, "Well, let me tell." My dad was a scientist, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I was like, "Let me tell you." Okay, so here's yeah, all no, the way to Hydron Collider. I was like, "Oh no." <laughs> Please don't tell me. But it's fine. It's on. It's been on now. It's been off and on and off and mm-hmm. on again. So it's fine. It's obviously fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite surprised we've lasted this long, to be honest. I'm really impressed, everyone. Good job. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm shocked <laughs> that we've lasted this long. So, uh, you know, all the stuff in my go bag starting to go off, like my ID, I'm going to replace them soon. That's how pessimistic I was. So <laughs> I guess we're doing okay, really. I mean, it's obviously absolutely fine. I'm still writing books and pushing them out. And as we all know, it takes about 45 years from acceptance to publication. So I'm obviously feeling a bit optimistic, aren't I? But yeah. yeah, that's what I was going to say before. It was one of my biggest fears when I first signed a publishing contract that something would happen before it came out. And yeah. then March 2020, three months after I'd signed, I don't think I'd even signed it yet. I'd just been offered because if anyone doesn't know publishing, contracts take like months to come through. But, you know, we'd agreed on this deal and then the pandemic happened and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. what if what if mm-hmm. we all die before my book comes out? Which, yes, I'm aware that is a really selfish thing to think. <laughs> <laughs> but anyone who has tried to get a book published, I know you will understand. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely thought the exact same thing. I've thought to myself, if I lived in The Walking Dead, would I still write books? And then I thought that would be quite fun. Imagine all these writers that have discovered all these things by researching and they all just banded together in an apocalypse and they know everything because they've written a book about it. Oh, I don't know if cool. you've seen The Lost City recently that came out with uh, Sandra Bullockin. No, but she talks about this sometimes. Things happen and he said, she says, oh, we've got to get in the water because these guys are tracking us. And Channing Tatum says, why do we have to get in the water? And I whispered to my partner because they can't track them if they're in the water because there's no footprints. And she says on the film, if I did this book, I researched, if you get in the water, and I was like, yes, there's my girl. <laughs> Andrea, she knows she knows so yeah we'd know all these facts it'd be great we'd be an amazing like survival team we probably need a tank like somebody who has a big machete that can like protect us mm. but i feel like we'd know a lot of things and we'd be yeah. okay knowledge is power yeah so, i did always fine. wonder why people didn't go to libraries on the walking dead you know when they're trying to <laughs> yeah. why not like I, that's i'd go to the light because i'd want a book about what can i eat that won't yeah. kill me and you know, yeah. but yeah, always going to grocery stores or bars. It's like get to the library. Mm. Yeah, or trusting people, even worse. Ooh, people, gross. <laughs> <laughs> right, Melissa, tell us about your facts. Which one was not true? Oh my gosh, yes, I'm actually checking because I am checking. <laughs> yes, okay, just have a quick look at my facts. Yeah, which one did I make up? Uh, yes, okay, so you were correct. It was fan fiction. I have sadly never written fan fiction, but there really is a character called Daniel Osborne, also in. Coronation Street. So I thought that would be a sneaky one to put in. I really do live next door to Edwina Curry. She's actually a fairly decent neighbor because she's always on like Strictly or um, in Australia in the jungle. So she's like pretty much never there. So actually, actually, could be worse. Um, And yeah, two separate occasions. Drag Queens once was in, uh, I went to go and see an ice hockey match when I was five with my dad um, at the Sheffield Arena. And at the other side of the arena, they were also doing a Celine Dion tribute concert, all drag. And I went to the toilet in halftime and my dad, having a five-year-old, for some reason thought that was a great idea to let a five-year-old in a massive arena go to the toilet on my own into the girls' toilet. And of course, I went missing and started crying. And these two drag queens, I came over and they were really tall and really brightly colored. So I just spotted them and they were like oh we'll help you and they like took me to the police and stuff and so then when I went when I got lost when I was eight or nine I was in Key West I was in a big square and I got lost and I was panicking and I saw this really tall amazing drag queen and I was like they are the safety people they are the people and I went over and I remember she said to me 
honey, if your parents don't see me, you next to me, I'm not doing my job right. And so she was like <laughs> waving around her hands and my parents came running over and it was great. So yeah. Oh, yay, drag queens. Yay. <laughs> what a moral. Immortal jellyfish and drag queens. Same podcast. <laughs> yay. Amazing. <laughs> okay. And also, can you tell us where we can find you on social media if we want to hear more about your writing and your weird um <laughs> my weird <obsession>. <laughs> Yeah, if you want to find out how to survive the end of the world, guys, <laughs> you can find me pretty much everywhere at Melliver. I think Georgia was saying it. It's my last name with an M. So at Melliver is where I pretty much am on Instagram. Uh, I think my TikTok is the same, or if it's not, it's Melissa Welliver author is pretty much the other one I use. So yeah, you can find me pretty much everywhere. Fab, um, we will pop an order link for your book into our show notes. So if people want uh, to read about the immortal jellyfish, they can. Yeah. <laughs> Um, thank you very much thank you for joining us thanks guys and we'll see you next time bye bye browser history deleted